Hello. Hey, buddy. What's up? Oh, we were having the best podcast ever. Dude, I like when I turned it on, I like, I think it's because I started using um, AirPods. It like disconnected real quick and I couldn't get back in. I kept, I was hearing you guys talk about coffee, but I couldn't, you guys weren't hearing me. Oh, well, it was, it was wonderful. The last, well, the last thing I heard was uh, Dalton likes it as black as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Chris, you're not wrong. <laughs> What's up, Dalton? Sorry about that, buddy. Well, it's all good. We had a wonderful conversation about coffee. So I, I heard, I heard, I actually heard like the last little bit. And then for some reason, I just like, you couldn't hear me, but I was hearing you guys. Oh, so you're, you're trying to talk to us. Trying That's to- good. Exactly, exactly. So welcome everyone to an already shit show of episode 15. <laughs> well, at least you get to miss, the blue line. Yeah, at least you miss me coughing for like 30 seconds straight. So that's good. Oh, okay, good, good. Good content right off the bat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh. oh, man. Dalton, did you just finish watching that Oilers game that just happened? Y- yeah, it was a little bit of depression. Oh, all right. <laughs> All right, well, actually, so we haven't talked since, we haven't recorded since the uh, All-Star 3-on-3. Like, we hadn't watched that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I guess, I mean, let's just, let's just get started then. Let's Um, just jump right into it. Let's just jump right into it. So, first off, we had the, uh, we did horribly in our week predictions, by the way. The final score was Dalton winning the week with one, and me and Chris got zero. Let's Cool. <laughs> so uh i mean dalton takes a takes a one point lead over chris at four to three i'm still way behind it too commanding lead now well, um so Dalton, mean, dalton's feeling pretty good yeah you know i'm i'm vibing pretty good today now <laughs> um though i w- i will say so we all predicted that the pacific was going to beat the the uh, central and the central <laughs> just smacked them. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when you had three San Jose Shark players that honestly looked like they had stayed up the night before, drank until about 5 a.m. Uh, yeah. And our uh, Gibson couldn't make any saves. I know. He saved me in fantasy, but can't save me in this, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, Chris, so how is it good Good to see the uh, your central boys uh, whooping ass? Uh, can I be honest with you guys? You I watched, I watched absolutely zero point zero zero minutes of that. I, I am, can't bring myself to it, man. I'm, I just can't do it. Chris, I am zero point zero zero percent surprised about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, after your rant last week about you not liking the All Star. <laughs> <laughs> um. So then. The oh geez, a week. Um, the Metro beats the uh, Central. Central. No, no, no. <laughs> they, they played the oh Atlantic. Yeah, they beat the, they beat the Atlantic in the first round. Um, I actually don't remember anything about that. Man, we're doing great. Yeah, um, it was a boring game. Yeah, and then the uh, Metro won, correct? Oh no, geez. the Central won. Central Central beat the Metro. That sounds about right, but, like, I had, like, so my mind was just not even, like, on the game anymore Wait, at that point. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. This was the game Crosby and Latang went off with Barzell. Oh, that's right. The, the Metro one. Yeah. Yeah. Crosby named, Crosby named MVP. 
Yo, him and Barzell look so sick together. Yeah, yeah. That is, that is a pairing. Watch, like, the Islanders do something dumb and trade Barzell for, like, Evgeny Malkin. Honestly, I was, like, kind of, like, teasing that idea across with my dad, like, when we were watching the game, because I'm like, isn't this almost a win-win for both sides? No. Except for the no. part where you're, their Islanders are giving up a potential superstar. Barzell's so young and already so good. Malkin's, yeah. like, starting to tail off. Yeah, that's like if the Penguins were gonna do this kind of deal, like this would be the year to do it, right? Yeah, because one more year and you're like, well, Malkin's too old. I think is yeah. when that starts. The idea starts hitting people. Yeah, but like right now, the Islanders in a playoff spot. They're like, hey, maybe Malkin over Barzell pushes us over the edge to a cup. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. That seems like the kind of trade that's like reserved for NHL 19, and that's about it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um. So then, I mean, do we have? Anything else do we want to talk about um, in the All-Star game? Shout out to CCM for paying uh, Coin Sho- uh, Schofield. Yeah. Or no, no, Decker. 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 Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Good on that. And then, oh, and then uh, Schofield uh, did the in-game uh, commentary for the Penguins-Lightning game this last week, and it was pretty good. <laughs> so, big step for women's hockey. Um. <sighs> Such a misogynist. <laughs> what? No, I'm, I'm, that's awesome. I'm glad for him. I mean, last week it was me. This week it's you. Oh, and Chris oh. disconnects. There's a shot. What a that's what. Stuff. That's what he gets. Yeah, no kidding. He's, He's the dissing, real one. Real misogynist. Diss, dissing me like that. Yeah. Um. So I mean, games from last week. Uh, they lose to the Flyers. Welcome back, Chris. Hi. How's it going? <laughs> um, oh, just in time. We were about to start talking about the Flyers. Um, and they lose. They, lo- they beat the Jets 3-1 last week. Um, Carter Hart is exactly what the Flyers needed. Oh, my. This kid's a god. Yeah. Like, oh. He's, um, he's Chris, incredible. Chris, what are your thoughts on that game? Uh, well, it was, um, you know, it was goaltending. He made the saves when he had to. The Jets didn't play great throughout the entire game, but I have to give a lot of credit to Philadelphia. They were actually playing really well. I'm sure you would have seen that a lot in this afternoon's game as well. I yeah, mean, they won we'll, we'll one fix in a row before today, so yeah. we'll get there. Um, I believe, wasn't Bersois was in that for this one? Correct. Yeah, because then the next night they had the Bruins on a back-to-back where they played Hellebuck. Well, we were also in a back-to-back, so yeah. Yeah, right, right. That's why Hellebuck started the next night. Right. Um, and then, and I mean, I thought Hellebuck played decent. Like, he finished with above 900 save percentage. I was pretty happy with him in my hockey pool. I mean... So this year, like, he's been fine. A lot of people have been critical of him, but I think mainly it's because he was so good last year and they wanted him to be so good this year. And I think this year he's been average or slightly above average in terms of, like, goaltenders in the NHL. So I think he's been fine. He just hasn't been lights out Vezina finalist like last year. And I feel like he also um, this season has kind of been riding on the, the, like, the strength of his offense really well yeah i mean he's not 
He's not making those one or two really timely, like unexpected saves that he was doing consistently last year. Yeah. Those are the ones that we're missing from him right now. And you kind of saw that in the next game on the week where they beat the Jackets 4-3. He definitely didn't play well, but he still played well enough for them to win the game in another one-goal game. Yeah, luckily Bobrovsky actually played pretty average as well. So, <laughs> uh, And John Tortorella's head did not explode. I thought it might, but it did not. Yeah, that's actually a, a good point. I mean, we'll probably touch more on it on like the trade deadline and stuff like that, but Bobrovsky has not looked good this season. Like, mm-hmm. just in general. He's looked, just like you said, Chris, okay. Yeah, he's off the force. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll get to, we'll get, we'll get to more trade deadline stuff. Um, and Dalton. Then, <laughs> Dalton, is that – are you just he laughing finds, at your own joke? I almost he, always do, man. He, does. he finds his jokes hilarious. He's very entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm doing all my university online this year, so I got to entertain myself most days. And, uh, wow. you know, homeschool, that explains a lot. <laughs> hey, hey, don't, don't, don't put that evil on me, man. <laughs> um, and then last game of the week, which was tonight or this afternoon, um, the Oilers played their first game back from a bye week playing a rolling Philadelphia squad. Like you said, Chris, before this game, they won six in a row. And oh, like I just finished watching it like an like an hour and a half ago. Yeah, I'm sure you did too, Dalton. That was that was just one of those backbreakers, you know, yeah. like bitterly oh. disappointing. Exactly. They played the Oilers played such good hockey for the first 40 minutes of the game, and then to lose that one in the third is just well, and then overtime, of course. But it's heartbreaking. I'd say it was. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Carter Hart played unreal again. Out of his mind, that kid. Holy. Like, Philadelphia was looking like they're going to be selling big time at the deadline here. But now, all of a sudden, it's like, how how can you? Carter Hart's I, in your season. I don't know. I still think you do. It's, they're nine points out of a playoff spot. It's a six in a row. It doesn't take long if you keep winning like this to get right back I, in there, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, but the problem is uh, all four of their goals in regulation – or on the power play. Um, that might be more of an Oilers problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean. But, yeah, you got to find that concerning if you're a Philly fan, that you got zero 5v5 offense. That well, game. five. if we take if you take just 5v5, five five, Oilers, Oilers win that game 5 nothing. Yeah, they slaughter them. Like, even, yeah, I mean, even if, like, you're just watching the play itself, like, it felt like Philly just didn't play hockey when it was 5v5. Exactly. And then, and then, but then every power play, they just took it down. And then in overtime... What the yeah. hell is Chris Russell doing? Oh, it's like they're, every single oiler on the ice for that goal was to blame in some way. Like, yeah, whoever passed that back to Russell, that wasn't the greatest pass, but we can get over that. That's fine. No. Ty Ratty losing the battle to JVR. Mm-hmm. And um, McDavid also losing that battle, too. Yeah, yeah. McDavid, like, well, McDavid didn't check him. He, like, did a flyby and then peeled off the wrong way because he thought Ty Ratty was going to get it. Yeah, I think McDavid, like, McDavid kind of, like, lifted his stick a little bit and, like, yeah. swiped at the puck midair. So, I think he was thinking he was going to connect and go back the other way with it, right? Yeah, he, I mean, he peeled off the wrong way. Ratty loses it, then one-on-one. It pushes it in front, and Talbot looked good and then not good. It yeah. was a very – I didn't yeah. know what Talbot we were going to get from shot to shot. Yeah, it was, like, especially – 
hole. He puts his stick out, right, to try and kind of poke it away. He realizes that he gets caught. He drops his stick, and then he's so deep in his net for an Olin Patrick shot that, yeah. like, honestly, he has the entire net pretty much to shoot at. Yeah, and, and then Noel Patrick went also far down. So. Yeah, I mean, of course. Why not? But just to, you know, put a highlight reel on the end of it, why don't you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't really think any of the goals today were that good that Talbot let in. Like, they were kind of mm-hmm. either bouncy goals or that kind of stuff, right? So yeah. I don't, I don't know how mad I really am at Talbot over this loss, but definitely disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then, uh, do, I mean, moving on from last week's game, we got some – uh, early big deadline trade news and just general hockey news. The uh, Toronto Maple Leafs trade Carl Gun- Grundstrom the rights to uh, some kid in the OHL or WHL, and they are first 2019 first round draft pick in exchange for defenseman Jake Muzzin. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy in the OHL was an unsigned second round pick, so it's a pretty decent talent there too. Yeah, yeah. I think his name is uh, something Dursey. That sounds sort of right, but I got no clue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so all of a sudden, I mean, Chris, how do you feel with them bringing in Jake Muzzin, like an obvious first pairing defenseman? Do you think Toronto's become a bit more of a real deal, real as, deal. as much as you would hate to say it? Yeah, it it, uh, it bothers me. Uh, <laughs> <I hate laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, it – so it all, I mean, short, long story short, yeah, absolutely. I think that the Leafs are a, a legitimate Stanley Cup contender now. Um, I think they, they're going to run into even more problems. They're already talking about uh, Marner getting offer sheeted and they're going to end up losing Gardiner. And I think that that all goes back to them signing Jonathan Tavares. I still think it's an idiotic play that they made and it's going to hurt them one way or the other. But for the immediate future, uh, getting Jake Muzzin has really – really giving them a shot at being legitimate in the playoffs, at least going a couple rounds. Yeah. Yeah, I really think them signing John Tavares really moved up their cup window. Like, they have the next couple of years now kind of thing, right? Because they're, they're going to well, be ca- cap hell so fast. Well, I, I agree. Listen, I think they're definitely going to lose some players, especially with Matthews and Marner coming up. And then – but, I mean, I also think they're going to lose Jake Gardner, which is going to open up a spot. And Jake Muzzin – Especially in the immediate term, Jake Muzzin is making under five million dollars for this year and next year. Yeah, he's yeah he's on a great contract. So this is this is definitely the kind of guy that the Leafs should have been targeting, right? He's a great defender on a little bit of a less contract kind of thing. Yeah, on a team that you can give up the future a little bit in order to get him, right? Right, right. And then I think that was a big thing I was seeing like online and stuff like that. Is a lot of people were really happy that they didn't lose anything current like they didn't lose Nylander they didn't lose like Casper mm-hmm. in or something like that yeah the Leafs really need to go like almost all in this season right now yeah and so do you guys all collectively feel like they've definitely boosted their chances now for this season at least I mean it's hard it's hard to see Muzzin hurting them that's for sure what do you think Chris yeah. oh 100 percent I still think Jonathan Tavares is just there's no point in him <laughs> at all I I but I'm not going to beat a dead horse more than I already have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so then how do you guys feel about the return for uh, the L.A. got? I mean, obviously, Jake Muzzin, they are, they're, they're, they're last in the league and they know it. I mean, it's a pretty solid return. Like, honestly, this is like such a win-win trade for both teams. Like, 
I didn't really know if you're if you're gonna get any more than that for Jake Muzzin, but like a first, a former second round pick, and who else did they get? Like uh, they so they got um they got their the first pick this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got um Carl Grundstrom, which is I don't know if he's a first round pick. I think he's another second round pick, but he's like one, but he's like uh he's been like he won the Calder Cup last year with the Marlies and stuff like that. So he's been like he's ready sort of thing. He's a big he. From what I've from what I've heard, he crushes guys. He's got he's like a huge hitter. He just absolutely mm. levels people. Ah, so um, almost a Jake Muzzin. <laughs> well, no, he's a he's a forward though. Oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. And then the 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 rights to the prospect is a second round offensive uh, defenseman. Right. Yeah. So, so honestly, like, yeah, pretty good return for LA. Pretty and much. so then, even if Toronto wins the cup, you're still getting a high. 20s 30 30th round uh like overall pick yeah exactly. which is no slouch of a player no like there's often quite a bit of playmakers down there like the cat was uh around there well uh, just think jordan everly was uh 22nd overall 20, That's a good 22nd one. exactly i mean yeah. so yamamoto third 23rd uh yeah so yeah so, there's a lot of talent that late in the draft right so yeah um so, I mean, yeah, it was one of those trades where I kind of just looked at it and was like, damn, I wish we could be benefactors of even trades. <laughs> the trade was one for one. Oh, God. Dude, I don't know if you saw, but someone got him to sign that. Yeah, the Taylor Hall to sign it. <laughs> someone printed out the Taylor Hall is one for one art, uh, tweet, and they got Taylor Hall to sign it. <laughs> uh, which is just brutal. Oh, um, so good. Okay, so then another trade happened. Actually, two trades, um, both involving the Pittsburgh Penguins. First, the Pittsburgh Penguins do a minor deal, trading Jamie Alexiak back to the Dallas Stars, which is where he was drafted, in exchange for the draft pick they gave to get him in the first place. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of trades backsies. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, what does that kind of say to you guys about the Penguins? Because when I first saw this, obviously they did more in the week. But when I first saw this, I was really confused by them just kind of dropping a defenseman who I thought was becoming like a good third, second, third pairing for them. Yeah, it seems like kind of a, a weird trade to do in general. Like, you're giving up on, at worst, he's depth right like he's yeah. depth for a potential playoff run and at best he's a roster player for you so it seems kind of weird to give that up for a pick when you're in the Pittsburgh Penguins situation so yeah Chris what do you think sorry I was I was bumped out for a bit there uh we're talking about the Alexiak uh for the I don't know I think it was the fourth round pick or something like that uh, yeah the fourth that, trade. that he was originally <laughs> traded for yeah, I don't get that. <laughs> There's got to be like a gentleman's handshake or something like that. Um, yeah. The big guy, like, I think he was doing okay with them, and, and it just doesn't, like, it's not like they're trying to sell for anything. Like, unless they're going to use that pick for something else, I don't know. Yeah, well, almost... so then, then later in the week, then they ended up trading. Um, oh, I actually probably should have pulled this one up because there was a lot. Yeah, it, it was, was a big one. It was uh, Bugstad. Mm-hmm. Um, in exchange for Riley Shahan, Derek Brassard, and picks. Yeah, a second and two fourths. A second. So it was just Bugstad for all that. Uh, I think somebody else also went back, but like nobody major, I believe. 
Um, let's look yeah. to the internet, to the Google machine. Uh, <laughs> at least once an episode. Yeah, at least once. At least once. Uh, McCann. Um, McCann, yeah. Who was actually having a decent season with the Panthers. Yeah. So, I mean, this is... I, I actually had a buddy text me um, a couple nights ago. He was like, did you see the, the Pens trade with the Panthers? He was like, he's like, man, the Panthers totally won that trade. And I necessarily... I agree with him in the long term. I mean, like, they kind of... The Panthers are one of those teams that are kind of stuck in the middle. Mm-hmm. right now and this is kind of them kind of i don't know if they're giving up on this year but they're definitely like deciding they're, to start retooling instead of going for it yeah apparently as well they're going to flip Derek Broussard before the deadline as well um and like uh their gm was also saying that he's really going to try and make a push for the big game and the free agency here like the Peraninen and Bobrovsky Class. Wait, the, the who? What was the, the P name? Perenanen. Perenanen? Yep, that's Perenin. his name. Absolutely 100%. Artemi Panarin? No, his name is Perenanen. <laughs> oh my god. Yo, first time I read it, I mispronounced it as that, and then someone tried to call me out on it, so I had, I stick to my guns now, man. It's Perenanen. Alright, alright, you know what, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you one for that. <laughs> uh, um... So, oh, okay, but but that doesn't really help. That doesn't help them this year. Eh? No. And the Panthers, I wouldn't say they're very far out. So then in respect to the Panthers, I mean, do you guys think they're making the playoffs now? I mean, they are 11 points out right now. Oof, yeah. So I'm going to go with no. No chance. Yeah. Um, so then on the, on the flip side, the Penguins get back Bugstad and McCann. Bugstad, obviously, the Penguins like to do this thing for, like, every time they think they're going to make a playoff run, because they have Crosby and Malkin, um, and they always try and pick up, like, a really, like, good, underrated third-line center to be, like, <laughs> their three centers, and they can just roll three lines, and that's kind of how they won the last couple of years. Um, like, at first, it was, who'd they pick up for that third line that first year they won? Oh, it was Benino last year. Wasn't yeah, it? It, no, no, that was the, that was the guy. It was Benino, was and the... then they pick up. Uh, well, then they picked up Broussard again because didn't he win it with them their second year? I feel like I don't remember what trade Broussard went to them for. It was too um, long ago. But so so then Broussard obviously hasn't been working out recently, so they trade it for Bugstad again, so they can have those three centers, and then McCann is just another depth forward that'll probably score twenty goals with Sidney Crosby. Well, you know, like you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, how do we feel about the Penguins this season now? I mean, they're sitting basically at the top of the East. Well, not the top of the Metropolitan right now. Pretty closely tied with uh, the Islanders in Washington, that little conglomerate of people. So I I feel like, I almost feel like this is a little bit of a downgrade for them. Because I, isn't Broussard a better player than Bukes or... I already forgot his name. Holy. Uh, Bugstad? Yeah. I don't know. Me personally, I think I like Bugstad better hmm. than Broussard. Yeah. Maybe it's, maybe it's a wash. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Chris, what do you think about the Pens now? They lose, they lose Alexiak, but they gain Bugstad and McCann. Well, I mean, obviously they think that they're stronger defensively and they need some offensive – something from the front end, whether it be – offensively or defensively from their forward group. Um, whether or not that's going to translate into something in the playoffs is, is left to be, you know, decided. But 
he always seemed to make the right moves, at least, you know, last few years. They always seemed to stay competitive. They've been in that window a lot longer than I expected them to be, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, they, it helps that they've kind of, I mean, they've been doing kind of all the right little moves to stay relevant, right? With just yeah. like, like Gensel out of nowhere and Rust um, and, you know, and Shiri, and then they had to move him when he wanted too much. Yeah. And that, which is working out great for them, I think. Yeah. So I think they have really great pro scouting. And I think that that's the difference between them and the Oilers, who seem to have terrible pro scouting. I think there's a lot of differences between the Penguins and the Oilers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that I think that's, be, a, that's a major one for sure. You should be able to, you know, if they can consistently trade players and improve pros for pros, they're doing something pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Pittsburgh, I, very well managed team. Yeah, I, I agree. So then, all collectively, you think playoffs? Yeah, like they could win the Stanley Cup again, and I wouldn't be surprised. Ah, uh, brutal here. <laughs> it's Pittsburgh, man. They can win the Stanley Cup every single year, and I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, like Chris, you think you, so? You agree? Yeah. Do you think they're making the playoffs? Oh yeah, they'll make the playoffs. All right, all right, solid. Um, so I was thinking uh, because uh, Chris, you tweeted at the podcast a little bit over the week that I would add in a new section or a new little segment, see if it works, and we'll call it. Chris's tweets, or other, <laughs> other, other known as Chris's rants. So, Chris, oh you were very upset about <laughs> NHL refs, uh, spe- specifically about tonight's game and against Anaheim. So, can you uh, give us a little in-depth about what's going on? When am I not? <laughs> That's a real question. Uh, well, we got St. Laurent. Um, I can't remember the clown's first name, but He's by far the worst referee in modern NHL history. <laughs> Bizarre calls, real different in, difference in what a call is, depending on team and game, within the game. Just bizarre. Just like the way he acts on the ice is just really – he's a dick. Put it this way. That, that tweet that I sent got more likes and retweets than – any tweet I've sent in like six months. So that says something. Yeah. So people you're, you're uh, going public and trying to get people on your cause. Oh my God. I don't have to. They're all, they're all on my side. Yeah. So yeah. is there a, any, any notable, any notable calls I would remember him from? I, there's just too many. There's just too many. Any, any seems to be any like really controversial call. He's in the middle of. Um, and so then uh, you were a little bit concerned, especially playing Anaheim and with uh, Corey Perry coming back tonight. Yeah, well, I mean, Corey Perry, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I, as Oilers fans, we know all too well what he's capable of. He held the pads open. He, oh, that was Kessler. Ah, shit. <laughs> ah, don't <laughs> <at all. laughs> Um. Yeah, and um, – I've actually I haven't gotten a chance to listen to it, but the Spit and Chicklets podcast has been. Um, they were they interviewed Dustin Penner over the weekend, and I pancakes. know that he went. Yeah, and he went out and why do people call him pancakes? I don't know this. Oh. So I was seeing this on Twitter, and I don't understand it. All right, so when he was playing for Edmonton, he got injured mid-season because he was making pancakes and then like dropped a knife on his foot or something like that. 
to the what? It was something like that. He got injured making pancakes and ended up missing the rest of the season because of it. Oh my god! <laughs> so now he gets to be called Pancake. Plus, he's That's a little un- bit chubby. That's unbelievable. <laughs> um, wasn't Dustin Penner? The- no, no. Uh, who was the guy that was doing cocaine in L.A. with the Kings? Oh, probably also Dustin Penner. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because. Because I know that I saw at one point an L- one of the former Oilers we had traded to the Kings uh, got in trouble for that. And someone was like, someone had made a, um, oh, Dalton's Googling it. I am. Basically um, Googling. Someone on Twitter was posted a meme and it was like, Daryl. this was when Daryl Sutter was still the coach. So obviously a couple of years ago, it was like, Penner, you're on the fourth line. And he goes, no coach, I'm already on the third. <laughs> and it was pretty brutal. But I saw on Twitter um i don't know what he said i haven't finished i haven't got to the part where they've interviewed him on spent chicklets yet um but i'm getting the part where he i guess he talks about edmonton and you know kind of like all the rest of the alumni that have left there during the decade of darkness just kind of shit on the team and management um, so now producers uh please cut this whole segment out because it's uh opening us up to liability <laughs> <laughs> well all right i found the dustin penner thing okay uh, okay what do you got it's called an upper body injury where he suffered back spasms while eating pancakes at home Saturday morning. Well, <laughs> he was playing for the LA Kings at the time in 2011. Okay. Like, apparently, like, he leaned over to start eating some pancakes and then couldn't get back up anymore. Oh, so this is an LA Kings thing? Yeah, he was at the Kings at that point. Oh, wow. <laughs> um... Well, boys, I mean, this is kind of a short one, but do we have any other stuff that's been going on? I mean, the All-Star break uh, kind of threw us all off. Yeah, and the bye weeks and all that kind of jazz. Eh? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I know, Chris, you got some hockey coming up and uh, with the Jets and your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if, unless you guys want anything else, we can call this a short one. Yeah, I think we probably should because the next couple of ones could be pretty long due to trade deadline coming up. That's yeah, that's that's very true. So, uh, Chris, we'll let you get to hockey early there, buddy. Oh, we gotta predict the scores though. Oh, oh, you're right. Look at you. Look at you. Oh, Chris oh. just left. He's gone. He was so excited. <laughs> he was excited. He's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> um, just hide. You're, you're totally right. All right, so I guess Dalton. We are the first game is tonight. Like I said, uh, they play Anaheim. Um, so this is actually, we got to predict the scores first, Chris, and we, we need you. I'm here. <laughs> All right. So, so Winnipeg versus, versus Anaheim in Winnipeg tonight. Who you got winning? Chris. Oh, the Jets are going to win this one. You got a score for me, buddy? Um, I'm going to say 5-2. Five, 5-2. Two. Five, two. Solid W. All right, Dalton, what do you got? Jets are going to win this one. Perfect. You got a score for me, buddy? (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a solid 4-1 victory for the Jets. 4-1 win. Okay, so I I mean, I I feel like the Jets are going to win, but also I need to win this prediction. You got a score for me, buddy? Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm going to say, I'm going to say just because I need the win. I'm sorry. Uh, I think the, the, no, I can't do it. Jets no. are going to win. It's three nothing. All right. <laughs> Wait, so we got five, two, four, one, and three nothing. Yeah, yeah. All and right, I'm going right. to say a, a heli shutout. All right. So it's going to be, no matter what, it's a three goal game for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, next up, we got. Um, okay, then Edmonton plays another matinee game against Montreal in Montreal. Uh, Dalton, how are you feeling about this one? You know, if you asked me this morning, I would have been hyped to the moon about it. But now, now I'm feeling a little bit down. So I'm going to predict a 6-1 Oilers victory. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> 6-1 Oilers win. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Um, I'm going to say the Oilers are going to squeak this one out 4-3. 4-3 win. Okay, I'm going to go with a... Mm, all shutouts. one nothing. Koski win. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rewarding us with the big contract. I love it, dude. Um, okay, then we have... Uh, then the Oilers again against in Chicago on Tuesday. I'll start this one off. I'm going to say not a shutout. Um, I'm going to say the Oilers are going to win 6-3. Um, Chris, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to say a 3-2 OT win. 3-2 OT. That's what I like to hear. Mm-hmm. Dalton. Uh, it's going to be a 2-1 Oilers victory. Regulation. All right, regulation. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. Then we got Winnipeg um, against San Jose in San Jose. So they're doing a bit of a mini um, uh, California swing. Um, playing at home against San Jose. Dalton, what do you think? Uh, I think San Jose is actually going to take this one. Three to one. Three one loss. Ouch. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I think the Jets are going to lose this one as well. I think they're going to lose um, 3-2. Oh, jeez. All right, oh, well then, all right, here's my, here's my chance to, uh, to go for some points here. Jets are going to win. Yeah. 4-3. Wow. Um, nice. All right, then we have the Oilers play Minnesota in Minnesota on Thursday. Um. I'll start this one off. We got Minnesota. God, I hate Minnesota. Right? Me uh, too. Such a boring Worst. game. That's okay. Worst. So let's okay on the topic of Minnesota. So my girlfriend, I don't know, has been watching hockey more. I guess because of me. And so she's downloaded the NHL app and she was picking her favorite teams. And she's she and so I showed her the other night the Carolinas like uh, win celebration, like team celebration. She's like, I like Carolina. So she was like Oilers. Tampa and then she's like Carolina because there's celebration and then she like she goes I think I like Minnesota and I'm like why she goes I don't know I just I just like them and I'm like babe if you if you ever heard of the word mediocrity in the diction and you go look it up in the dictionary that is they're just gonna show you a picture of the Minnesota Wild <laughs> yeah pretty much every year I think it's time I think it's time to dump her <laughs> oh no Oh, God, hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, don't worry, oh, she doesn't. She's not listening to the podcast. <laughs> no, she, she doesn't. Um, all right, so I'm going to say they beat, uh, they beat Minnesota 6-2. What? Yeah. Have all right. Wild um, ever had six goals scored on them? I don't know. Um, Dalton, what do you think? Uh, I think the Wild are going to win, and it's going to be a 4-1 to one victory for them. A 4-1 win. Oh, no. well, that's a loss because the Wild win. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Struggling a bit here, Michael. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chris, what do you think against Minnesota? 
Oh, I hate Minnesota so much. It really depends on whether they score first. Um, I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to say a 4-2 loss. Oh, geez. Rough week. Yeah. Um, all right. So then um, the Jets play in Montreal on Thursday as well. So, Chris, we'll have you start this one off. Say it again. Uh, they're playing Montreal on Thursday. Um, I'm going to say a 3-1 win. 3-1 Jets win. Uh, Dalton, what do you think? 2-0 uh, Carey Price shutout. Ooh. See, I, I, have, I love her Carey Price. Carey Price is one of my secret favorites in the NHL. Yeah, it, I, it's kind of the same for me as well. Like, I hate the Montreal Canadiens, but I kind of love Carey Price. Carey Price, is, he's so good. I think, I think it's all the Team Canada stuff. Ah, uh, probably, yeah. I think that's what it is. I'm going to say, um, ooh, do I want to vote on Carey Price or piss Chris off? <laughs> um, I'm going to say a 3-2 Jets win. You coward. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's one important piece of information here. Not none of us actually control whether the Jets win or lose. So you can say whatever you want. <laughs> no, no. Our predictions no. matter. It's a yeah. tally in the universe. Mm-hmm. They always go the opposite way that we predict. Good luck. <laughs> um, and then last game of the week, I'm counting it this week because we'll probably record after the um Saturday matinee game the Jets had, but they play then um, on Saturday against Ottawa in Ottawa. So, Dalton, what do you think about this one? I think the Jets are going to stomp Ottawa to the curb and then, like, piss on them probably afterwards. I don't know. It's going to be pretty disgusting, dude. It's going to be a (laughs) 6-1 victory. (laughs) Oh, I I like the imagery there, buddy. Well, you know, I took a creative writing class recently, so. (gasps) Oh, my. What the, what the hell happened to this podcast? That's what I want to know. <laughs> the coffee was really strong today. Oh, must oh yeah. Have been coffee. Sweet Jesus. Right. <laughs> you like the black. Don't forget that. Uh, I'm going to say that they, they, uh, the Jets beat Ottawa a score of, I'm going to say 5-3. Oh, dear. <laughs> Chris, wow. bring us, Chris, bring us home, buddy. We, we do not want to post this one. Um, I'm going to say the Jets are going to win 6-1. I don't know, man. I think this is the best one we've ever recorded. Six, <laughs> you're saying a 6-1 win. Yes. Hey, you copied me, you dick. Wow. That's oh, mean. yeah. Well, I mean, he said that they won. Oh, wait, you said All they right, won, too. I'm, yeah. Rock, paper, scissors, Chris. You ready? I didn't say – hey, look, I didn't say they were going to urinate on them or anything. Oh, so that's where you got me beaten. Okay, okay. Yeah, so yeah, if, if, if they urinate on them, then, then Dalton gets <laughs> then a point. Dalton gets an extra point. <laughs> all right. And really, okay. we all win. <laughs> Lenny's yeah. going to pull out his dick at center ice and just take a piss all over the center's logo. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Watch I'm, that. I'm, gonna have to, I'm just going to have to cut out this entire last section. Oh, my gosh. All right, boy. All, all right, boys. Yeah, this is how we're going to get famous, this clip right here. Yeah, right. Stuff, dude. All right, boys. Well, that was a rough episode 15 of South of Blue Line. We hope you all enjoyed. You can follow us on Twitter at Blue Line South. You can follow us 
Um, anywhere you find your podcast, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, anywhere you listen, we are probably there. Um, hey, we're looking for more sponsors. You want to sponsor this? Uh, hit, us up on, hit us up on Twitter. I um, promise I won't talk about Patrick Lane pissing if you sponsor us. <laughs> um, oh my God. So that is it from us. We will see you all next week. See you later, boys. <laughs> Peace out. Bye. <laughs>